0: Join the business worldwide and we are on the air. Thank you for joining us. Wherever you may be, I am your host, the sickest one of the on the podcast, Sick Vic. As my son's coming in saying, We're on the air. Yes. Hi, no, we don't. We're not on the air. Come on, we're on. That's twice you've done that to me. Stop talking <laughs> he is back with us once again we talked about a little bit of his wrestling career before now we'll get to the musical side of him he is Mr. Shiraj Moberg which I probably butchered your name once again I apologize
1: no verse sweet we glad to be back here
0: so what's what's been new with you these days
1: Well, uh, just coming off hot from a a show, we uh, spoke about it a little bit last time. I was a guest on your show and it was an outdoor show called, uh, the venue is called Trägorn, like the garden. And we had a really good uh, show with lots and lots of people and was really appreciated. So we had a really nice outdoor event just a couple of weeks ago. So that's the... The latest experience, wrestling experience for me. Uh, now I'm looking forward to a coming show the, in the end of September, the 23rd. So it's going to be a little bit of a hiatus until next time. But that was a really cool show in uh, August here.
0: Nothing wrong taking time off to recharge the batteries. That's like I can say. Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm so amazed at the talent that keeps doing this, I mean, week in and week out. I mean, they they have to be so drained and all the travel and everything. And I, I feel completely drained just after one show. But maybe you get used to it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, My last doctor's appointment, they're like, this wrinkles from one kid. This wrinkles from the other one. These gray <laughs> hairs on the side, we don't know where that's from. Oh, that's from me podcasting for four years straight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs> Yeah.
0: that's all awesome. so I want to get to your musical side first uh, you played some um show me some videos yes on, um, Through youtube how did you get into you know the musical world
1: well uh not to make a uh, it a, a too long story but but uh I have to recap from the beginning but I started i have some very musical uh parents both my mom and dad were playing or singing and my elder brother and the sister were also playing like instruments piano accordion guitar and uh, i started playing violin when i was six years old and i started playing the piano when i th- think i was eight or nine and then i went through the uh, back in the day it was more like classically schooled everyone who's played at, at least the the string uh, instruments were all always classical uh, scores you played. It was never like popular tunes or something like that. It was either classical scores or folk music from Sweden, but it was all right. So when I got older, I had the chance to experiment a little bit more. So I went through until I think I was 18 when I graduated from school. And then the lessons stopped since they were not free anymore. So... And I didn't have the uh, funds to keep on playing, to fund the the lessons. So I I started playing by myself or together with people and had the chance to play in a reggae band with my brother, my older brother, for a lot of years, from '97 to, I think it was 2005. It was like eight years. That was really cool to involved the violin in, in uh, I mean, it's not unheard of in reggae music, but it's not that really that common. So it was really nice to put that classical feeling in, in some reggae tunes that my brother uh, composed here. So that was a different experience.
0: What instruments did you play in high school?
1: I played the, both the violin and piano. But uh, my main instrument has always been the, the violin. I, that, that's the instrument I feel completely sure of. The piano is like you have to uh, maintain the, the knowledge because uh, my right hand for the melodies is still there, but the, the, the left hand for doing the uh, how do you say, the chords or something like that, the, it's a little bit off, so I, I feel more I feel more at home well with the violin here so. Does playing the violin
0: or even the piano give you like a sense of calm, like peace? Or what do you like about it the most?
1: Well, except the just the the harmony of being able to to do it. I mean, I feel very privileged, even though I put some some blood, sweat, and tears in through this because it has been many many years and many hours that I have been playing. So. It's not that I've been just given this uh, uh, ability to play. I have been working for it, but I'm still, I still feel very blessed to just do it. I, I reckon that there, there are a lot of people that have some regrets when they were younger, perhaps when they started playing some instruments, uh, not unusual, at least here in Sweden, that people start playing in the music school. And then when they want to go out and play with some friends or get some girls or boys or whatever, it starts to get not that interesting anymore. But I had a firm mother who kept me uh, just going and rehearsing and going to my lessons. So I'm very grateful for having this because I have music around me almost 24-7 in different ways, not just the, the violin. I don't play even every day, I, I, but I listen to music almost all the time. I mean, I don't think it goes, either it's through video games that I play or just the Spotify when I'm listening or at work when I'm just having some tunes when I need to concentrate. It's all around and I, it's just more like oxygen for me. I need it because without it, I, I would not be me.
0: Describe the creative process when you write new music.
1: Well, uh, to be honest, when I play with my brother, he was the one doing all the composing and, and such, because uh, I have mostly been playing by, uh, I mean, uh, scores that have been done before. you I mean, classical, Vivaldi Bach and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mozart and, and stuff like that. But the, the process when we have done it in the later years, me and my friend, when we have uh, created some tunes, We've just started jamming and just had a drum rhythm or something like that. And I have always, it's almost always me (laughs) bringing some chords like, we should try these chords, just try it out a little bit. And he plays on his guitar and I play a little bass on my keyboard or the violin or whichever comes to mind. And then just jamming a little bit. We have so much fun. So, Often it just goes nowhere, but sometimes we we strike gold and that's when the magic happens. So we have some really good chemistry, me and my friend, Michael. So we have been have some really much fun creating the the tunes. The one of those that I sent you earlier.
0: So what strengths do you believe that you have that that makes you into a great musician?
1: I wish I would say discipline, but uh, I think that one uh, kind of got lost through the years. I had some really tough discipline when I was in school or such, but I think uh, the thing with with the the violin or any other instrument for that matter is you have to have it around you almost all the time. And when I am don't have the violin, I just, uh, in the air, I just Try to imagine where the notes are, and I, I'm rehearsing in my mind just to keep me warm, and not uh, so so when next time when I pick up the violin, it won't get too stale and and rusty, you know. Because if you don't play for a while, you get, you get like talk about ring rust. Here we got violin rust here. So I don't know if we... it was an answer to your question. Sorry, I drifted away a bit. No,
0: that's i I understood I thought I answered the question uh, do you have any weaknesses when it comes to being a musician?
1: yeah, uh often you maybe don't hear the weaknesses, but i am can i can gladly admit one weakness I do have, and uh the my strength is that i I have played been playing for many years, and I can uh hear some tunes and I can probably guess what notes they are. But uh, one of my weaknesses, which has been gotten better through the years, but it's still like nowhere near where I want it to be, it's the ability to improvise. Uh, My brother was phenomenal in improvising in just tunes on the guitar or keyboard or something like that. But I have never felt relaxed enough, just maybe until recently, the last years or so. I started feeling a bit more relaxed and not feeling the pressure of like, you got to play magical tunes all the time. No, no, you don't have to just play around. So it it has been eased up a little bit uh, and that has improved my improvisation here. uh, Just creating tunes out of the blue as I play them. So that's one of my uh, biggest weaknesses.
0: Tell us about your favorite
1: performance in your career. Wow, uh, there has been a really cool, we had a really cool performance uh, with the, the reggae band which I spoke of earlier. Uh, we had a, a one at Uppsala, a town in Sweden here called the Reggae Festival here, Uppsala Reggae Festival. And then we went to Gothenburg and on another festival. So it's kind of hard to choose from those. Uh, we were through three, I think it was three festivals where we played and each one of them was like fantastic. It was so so much people and uh, very appreciative of the, the music we were playing. But that was the reggae part. I mean, from the earlier days when I played, I remember I was playing in a concert hall with a pianist who uh, accompanied me uh, on a classical score. And I stood there and I was like, I think, nine or ten or something like that in front of a Uh, concert hall, maybe four or five hundred people. And I I remember I wasn't nervous at all. I was like, oh, time to play. (laughs) Uh, So it was kind of cool. And uh, just until recently, my uh, favorite experience playing live uh, was uh, at the show we were talking about the last podcast uh, three years ago when I played for Marcus of Man. But I had the chance to do it again just at the last show. So I think I have a number one, new number one performance in the wrestling business.
0: Describe your worst performance and what did you learn from the the experience?
1: Oh, I think it was when I was playing with the the reggae band with my brother. There was one night I, I think I felt off key or off rhythm. Almost the entire performance, and as always, for the one who just listened to it, probably don't notices. But as a musician, you always notices every little misstep you do, and I I felt completely off almost the whole show. So that that wasn't a favorite one, and it was too bad because it was in my hometown here in Eskilstuna. So it, but no one said anything. They were like, oh, you were so good, you were awesome. I was like, yeah, 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 thanks, thanks. Didn't feel it, but yeah. And that just happens. I mean, sometimes it's like everything you do. I mean, it's at work. Sometimes it it just doesn't work. Or when you're wrestling, I'm imagining you're just off some days, so. So
0: if you're performing like live of a crowd, and let's say yep. you accidentally made a mistake. What do you do when you realize, oh, shit, I just played the wrong
1: chord? Well, at at the time when I was playing at here in my hometown many years ago, I just kept on playing because as a band, the, the, the main thing there is you can hide your mistakes behind the other musicians. It's not that that uh, audible that you can hear it so clearly because there are so many other instruments. But when I played here in Stockholm Wrestling, uh, uh, fortunately, I haven't made any mistakes, maybe one or two slips or something like that. And uh, I, I think I, I, uh, I'm i grimacing for myself because I feel like it's hurting every time I do, I play a wrong note or something like that. But But I don't think it's that visible because no one has ever said anything about me. But I feel like I'm doing like this. Oh, man. Every time. So I try to keep it a secret and don't show it to the the audience. But I don't know if it's visible or not.
0: (laughs) Have you won any prizes from doing a performance?
1: No. No, I have. I had the ambition to playing in the orchestra or something like that when I went to school and my violin teacher was very much on me all the time about, shouldn't you come? Come join the orchestra. And I was like, man, I have been playing for 11, 10 or 11 years now. I want to go out and have some fun too. I have missed out on so many things like with playing with my friends or even meeting girls and such. So I was like, no no, I don't want anything more making me even more occupied on the daytime than I already was. So I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe. But maybe if I had continued, I would have uh, lived up to my mother's dream of me being a a professional uh, violinist. But I'm quite all right with how it turned out anyways. Do you
0: get any nerves before you go out and perform?
1: Yeah, I still do. Uh at the last show I was a little bit nervous but mostly just before I went in and I just stood there and waited for my cue and but when I went in and I was surrounded by all the people it's just it just vanished. So it I am quite used to it. Uh not to sound uh, uh like I'm boasting or bragging here or or something like that, but I I am quite used to it and I it's like it doesn't matter for me. So I feel quite relaxed.
0: And it's not bragging if you
1: back it up. Well, I think I can, but I'm, I'm not the bragging type. so.
0: We're about to play uh, one of your performances on the air for the whole Killing the Business Nation. I don't know what you call my audience. I never really thought of it. <laughs> so which one
1: just- will it be?
0: There's, just, there's great people who listen to the show and I appreciate them listening. Um the link that you sent me to, the um to Mr. Night Before. Yeah.
1: That's, that's the band's name, Mr. Night Before. And the song uh, Missed You. I'm guessing this.
0: Before we play it, what do you have to say about the song before?
1: Well, it's uh, it reflects uh, my personality quite good. It's a melancholic tune, but uh, because I've always loved the, the melancholic tunes, but I'm quite the happy guy, uh, even though it doesn't sound like it. Many who listen to it sounds like, oh, are you depressed or are you feeling low? And I was like, nah, I just love the sad songs more than the happy tunes. so.
0: Like I said, I mentioned before, it's like gives you the peace, the the calm. And sometimes it is like, you know, sounds sad, uh, others to you. It's just how should you put it? Like your storytelling.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What's interesting, you know, you play, you tell a story through your music and you're part of professional wrestling that always tells story.
1: So, the same thing. Absolutely.
0: All right. So, we're going to. Play the song and let the the audience hear the greatness of your music.
1: Thank you. Thank okay. you.
0: see that's really good i think (laughs) thanks i mean i'm just a wrestling podcaster but i think that's really good i it's type of music you listen to like like in front of a fireplace the glass of wine yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's a really
1: soft side breath for a few years now it's me
0: prioritizing my mental Oh,
1: the sound whoops uh well it's, it's no, no, I, mean, that, that, was
0: really, I mean, that was really good
1: thank you very much sir i appreciate it a lot we that's the song of the three of the ones i've created with my friend michael that we are most proud of because we have done so much work through it and we don't have like every other day that we can meet because i have the children one week and then the next week i'm available and then you have to fit in all the other chores you have in your life and also uh, have a partner i have to have time for her you know so maybe once every second week we we meet we're going to meet tomorrow actually and jam jam it up again so it's going to be nice now when the autumn is coming it's a little bit easier and more inspirational when it gets darker a lot quicker than it has before. Summertime, you just want to be outside and enjoy it and go swimming and such, but that's the best part about autumn and uh, winter, so it's music time.
0: <laughs> yeah, is it is it, like, play something like that, do you have to get into, like, a certain, like, zone to be, like, because I guess I see, like, the summertime, you know, it's bright, it's sunny, you know, you're yeah. happy. you have to get into like this like mellow mood to do something
1: like that it doesn't have to be like that but it kind of is anyway because of course you can play at summertime, but as i mentioned you're focused on everything else because here in sweden the summers are so short i mean it starts like in in the best of summers perhaps in may in the end of may and uh, keeps on going until maybe now in august and then you just want to be outside and don't never think about the music. But I think it's more, more, uh, the, easier to get into the right kind of mood be, uh, when it's a little bit darker and colder outside. Even if you're playing happy tunes, I mean, just something it sparks your re- creativity.
0: Now you don't have a music a music deal of
1: any sort, do you? No, not right now. But that would be, of course, would be cool. But it's nothing like we're thinking we're going to be stars or anything. We do, we're doing it primarily just for ourselves. And the videos we created was just to, for the audience to have something to watch on when, while they listen to our tunes and a way to share the tunes, I mean, all over. So we're doing it like mostly for fun. But if it would lead somewhere, that would be cool. Of course, but we're not expecting any kind of anything like that. Just the work behind that video looked
0: like if you would told me that you had, yeah, I had a deal. You know, that was a video they made. I I would believe you. Just to work behind doesn't seem like didn't seem like it was like that. Just shows passion. Put that much work behind it. It just shows how much passion you have.
1: Is that so glad glad to hear that?
0: That was a professionally done video.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, we've, we've shared, we're not that many people involved. It's mostly me and my friend and now my, my partner, my, my, my beautiful Anna-Karin, she has been also starring in the movie and she helped on shooting the, the clips that I edited and I used my skills uh, editing the wrestling shows uh, and doing the music videos. So it was kind of cool. Uh, it was, has been a very fun project, all these songs.
0: Man, after seeing that video, it's
1: kind of hard to segue into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, guessing it is, but as you said before, I mean, it's like telling a story, exactly as it is in the in the ring. I mean, it, it kind of similar there with with the, with a song. You have to tell a story, and hopefully, you, you get someone to listen and, and be interested in it. And it's it's the same thing in the wrestling ring. You you have to. In I mean, uh, how do you say you have to get the audience riled up and interested in the matchup and the storytelling here? Why do you have to be invested in this match? I mean, there there are a lot of similarities there. I think.
0: How is Marcus band doing? He's doing fine,
1: but he's a little bit pissed off since he and uh, Pierre Fashon they unfortunately lost their match at the, our latest show, but. I'm thinking, I am think he's going back to the Isle of Man and wrestling there for their promotion now. I think it's going to be uh, maybe now or I'm not really up to date, but he's going back to the Isle of Man. And there is the, he's the hero, you know, everywhere else he's despised.
0: <laughs> all right. does, does he realize I haven't forgotten about him? And if once, you know, he is all my things to do was to reach out and bring him back on.
1: Probably not. i I'll have to refresh his memory, I think, after this one. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: might be like, "Oh, that stupid American.
1: Oh, oh him again. Oh. And oh, ah. he's he's cool. Marcus is really cool, and I mean both on on uh, on character and off character. I mean, he's he's a really good, sweet human being, so he's a really cool, cool man. I'm just like, Mr. Can't
0: say no. you know, I have a list of guests to bring on, and someone's <laughs> going... Hey, can you fit this on this day? This is that day, Mister King. No.
1: well, you have to have the royal son on your <sighs> show, you know.
0: So the second clip you sh- sh- sent me, the Marcus Amer and Pierre fashion match. Yeah, t- you said you did a musical bit before.
1: Yeah, and it's the same tune that I did uh, three and a half years ago, but this time it was in front of a much bigger audience. Uh, the venue is so much bigger than last time, so it's the same tune with a little bit, a little bit of a twist. But the, the performance is not identical, but it's similar to the one we did before uh, back in 2020. So it was really cool to do it again. I have been yearning for it, like, and we tried to find some. It have to be you can't be playing every show when Marcus O'Man is having a wrestling match. Then it would be just, uh huh, it's the violin again. You have to do it like a special occasion. And and that's why it was so such a special performance now. It was really good. And I I felt very happy with the performance. It went well, no sour notes or anything. So <laughs> I played really well this time for myself. So I think the audience enjoyed it too.
0: Yeah, like in WWE, WWF terms, like, yeah, you could have Stone Cold Broken Glass, and you hear, like, like in your yeah. case, I win, and You know, Marcus A Man's coming, here we go. Yeah. But then again, you can also have The Demon and Finn Balor, like, once in a while, the final link comes out. And, yeah. you know... It,
1: it's, it's so cool. I think the music is such a big part of of wrestling. It has been for many years, but it's so cool. I mean... I, I I listen to wrestling songs. I mean, I have them on a USB uh, stick here, and I have it in my car, so I listen to it almost every day, just the old tunes or the new tunes or from the Spotify list where you have the the newer tunes. But I I really like the Jim Johnson songs from back in the day when he he was such a creative genius. I really liked his songs. That uh, he made for rockers or Ultimate Warrior, practically everyone.
0: And for any wrestling fan that goes, I don't listen to any wrestling things on Spotify, you know you do. see, <laughs> so you can hear my kids arguing about what wrestling song they're going to listen to right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Busted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, everyone likes the wrestling It's if you're a real wrestling fan you have to feel that, that drug you have to get that drug yep. in you and even Absolutely. if you get to a TV and you're just working in a factory when you're able to listen to your music you listen to like DX's you know, or, you know Generation X or yep. you know you're listening to something
1: And it gets you pumped up. I mean, it it feels like almost you're watching a match or being there and experienced it live. I mean, maybe not everyone thinks of it like that, but I I do. And that's why I, I, they give me a lot of energy and I feel, I I feel a lot of things when I hear the music, it's like, it's also a big part of me. The, the wrestling music, it has been, I, 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 I got stuck to it really fast. You know, in the beginning with Hulk Hogan and Real American and everything, and that it was such a good tune, it still is. My kids love the tune, uh, so so I mean, it's really good music, and it's I mean it's comparable to a musical score to a movie.
0: And if you know you're about to get fired, you play Vince you know, so no, <laughs> <chance. laughs> no chance. No <laughs> chance. All right, yeah. so we're about to play this in the newest violent entrance that you performed in awesome One thing I don't understand about international wrestling these days, which we always saw the main event part, we always saw your part. So that's
1: good. Oh, it's all right. It's all right.
0: Thanks. I'm to check that I'm definitely gonna check that this match out a little bit later because what I'm about to say is something about international wrestling I've noticed is the characters draws me in more oh. than American has these days.
1: It's so I mean, nice to hear.
0: It, it's 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 like, you know, I know that, you know, all in 81,000 people, which, you know, happy for AEW and all that stuff.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But when it came with on the day that it was on, it was either taking my children to the local fair or staying home and watching the pay-per-view. I took my kids to the fair. Yeah, I get so, it it's like you know i could take them the day before but it was nicer weather sunday and it was no this match right here i'll put my kids to bed early and watch
1: <laughs> thank you very much sir. but but uh Most- with the, the yeah the thing with AEW if we're going to talk about them is i i enjoyed their product uh, wrestling wise uh, when it comes to the the wrestling but i also i feel they have a, a big lack uh, they lack really uh, good characters other than the one all, already, I mean, uh, established like Sting or Darby Allen, like that. But there's so many wrestlers that just have a name and nothing else. And they don't even have, it. It's it's difficult to care about the wrestlers when it's just the name. It's, I mean, it is the goofy world of wrestling. You need a character, I think. Uh, there has been, of course, other characters that are, have a uh, John Cena. I mean, is the name, but he also is a character. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I like the, uh, I enjoy the wrestling in AEW, but character-wise, I much more enjoy other products like WWE. I think their characters are much much better, more established and more well well uh, thought. Uh, how to say? They thought through the, the characters more. There. But it's good to hear that you enjoy our product here too. So be, we we have some strange characters as well. We have the Demon Lock, uh, and we have we had some masked uh, crea, uh, wrestlers as well. And we have the high flying Supernova. Seb Silver's is like a rock star, you know, very cliche, but still a character that people gets behind very easily.
0: Do you think it because the one the reasons why, you know, the characters like draws you into the match and you see the match. And I think this is true with smaller promotions in the United States is AEW and WWE is worth so much money. And they're yeah. like it's bigger, better, better and the smaller promotions are like, well we gotta have we have you know this our venue can hold this many. We are going to work on the characters, the character developments, how to draw people in so we can fill these small venues up. Yeah. I think it's once you hit a certain amount of money, then everything else gets lost in the mix?
1: Yeah, and I think it's uh, unavoidable. I mean, when it comes to money, if you, it's all about going to be uh, draw as much money as possible, then you, you have to sacrifice a bit. You can compare that a lot to the musical business. I mean, a lot of musicians that started, if you we're going to talk about wrestling, I mean, uh, reggae music, I mean, Bob Marley, when he started uh, the Roots Reggae, but the music he played before was completely different uh, as when he got uh, exploited in, in the rest of the world. They started adding like uh, guitars and stuff like that that wasn't a part of the music at all. So they changed his music so it would sell more. Of course, the, the product's going to change and... It's gonna be drawing in a bigger audience because it's gonna draw the mainstream audience, but you're gonna lose the the hardcore fans. I believe so. No, There's
0: something about that interest though, just you know this is why I love the love to interview people from different countries. You know, everything yeah. has a feeling to it, different passion goes behind it.
1: Well, you're more than welcome to come and, and watch the show if you have your way around Sweden someday, perhaps. Bring your son.
0: <laughs> if I had the money to travel, yeah, I would.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a, but, quite a bit to travel across the world here.
0: My sister from Los Angeles, she's she and her um, transgender girlfriend is big in the um, underground comedy scene. All right. With uh, comedy festival in Scotland. Wow. And- and they were talking about you know how boring Scotland was and everything, and I'm just like, it's Scotland. It's, how can about, it
1: be boring? Yeah.
0: It talk <laughs> about tradition, you know. They talk about the yeah. history, and everything. they don't want to say they don't want to be like you know, hey, this is a haunted castle. I have a big neon light sign. Yeah, and like, yeah. It's like like live girls, live haunting, you know, playing arrows. <laughs> like,
1: Absolutely. Scotland.
0: Uh, Scotland,
1: oh, yeah. is a, I, w- I would love to go to Scotland someday. I mean, as you said, there's so much history there and the, so much culture and traditions there. It's, it would be awesome to experience. It's
0: like it's like your music. It's like you have to take it in and like you know, it's like tr- with like drinking wine. You know, you taste it, and you smell it, and you're like, you like. I am.
1: Thanks get that for the if, comparison.
0: You'll get that in Philadelphia, South Philly
1: no i believe not but uh, but well the music is not for everyone but we we're, we're not aiming to do songs like for everyone it's like we're doing the music as i said before primarily for ourselves because we enjoy it. it's like our hobby and we think we're doing a good good job of doing that and if people can enjoy it as well that's a bonus for us but mostly it's just uh, like uh, amateurs where that we are musicians
0: yeah, but any record labels that are listening to this episode, you're not against getting some phone calls or anything like that. No, no, basically- no,
1: no, <laughs> no. Of course not. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> that would be really cool, but, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: It's like there's a passion. I love doing it,
1: but if you want to talk money, you know, yeah, it is. I'm gonna sell out real fast now. Now, actually, we we have spoken about it a little bit, but how how would we react or what would we do? In the unlikely event that something like that would happen. It's like, I don't know. I mean, we can't go like being a musician seven days a week or something like that. I mean, we have jobs, we have families. I mean, we're older. I mean, I'm 46 now. It's like you can't go on road now. So, well, we'll see. In the unlikely event that it happens, we'll see.
0: It's like if I find someone who's willing to pay for a full sponsorship of the show. It's like, yeah. I don't see anything. But if it does, hey, if it's Pepsi, I will wear the Pepsi shirt. Have yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Listen, you- I'll do anything. <laughs> oh, out.
0: I mean, I'm not, I yeah, am Yeah, but the- of course.
1: But, but when you're at our level, I mean, we're amateurs, of course. Your podcast is very big, no disrespect. But when you're at the, the level of... Not, when you're not, like, up there... Everything, I mean, every it comes down to finances and money real quick. I mean, do you have the time to have the money to do this, to have the equipment necessary or something like that? You're very vulnerable. So I get that many people fall for it when they're offered like lucrative contracts or something like that. So completely understandable. I have a hard time thinking I would abandon my job and everything like if uh, someone would contact me and like oh let's record your music i don't i, I honestly don't think it would have to be on our terms yeah. like when we, we have the time and if we're you're not interested then we're not interested so
0: f- from nice my nice heart i that nice thing about you know not being tied in the contract or anything it's like you yeah. do things like you want to do it yeah yeah hey, a little know, bit different. If someone does contact you, you you want to make sure you can do it the best of your ability now if you can't, can't do it only half assed then you no. like
1: it's not worth it even though law- not,
0: you- what do i say
1: it's not interesting for anyone not for them not for us i mean you have as you said not you have to do your the best 100% i mean other, otherwise it's not interesting so we'll see someday perhaps my kids are just so happy. They, I mean, they watch their favorite YouTube stars and they're like, maybe, Dad, maybe someone you, someday you get this, the, the plaque, you know, the YouTube plaque. I was like, yeah, don't get your hopes up because you need like millions of followers and views and such. So, but maybe, maybe they're so happy we gotten some thumbs up on our video clips or songs. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, I found out I look at my numbers each week and I'm just like, never thought it would be this high. And it's like, it can could it get higher? And be like, I don't think my heart can take
1: it. No. Well, I don't, I don't never, never Sky's that. the limit, man.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So wrestling wise, what events do you have coming up?
1: The upcoming event is the twenty third of September in uh the listen to this uh, name of the venue, the Church of Slaughter. It's actually called Slackchirkan, That's the Swedish word. It's close to you know, the Avicii Arena, formerly known as Globen, the, the spherical uh, arena that is most known in Sweden, uh, in Stockholm. And uh, it's a venue, a really cool one, where they have uh, started having real cool uh, performances the last uh, five years when they started uh, building out and uh, expanding the... The, uh, the venue, so it's a real cool venue with the high ceiling and the glass and the sun comes down through the glass and, and it's a really good acoustic there and we're returning there for the first time since the show where I was playing violin, February 2020, so it would be nice to go back there. So we're going to have a tournament for the, uh, the uh, how do you say, I'm losing my words here, Vic. Uh, The uh, a championship that has been, uh, you know, yeah, I'm lost for words. It's up for grabs. The former champion had to relinquish it. Sorry, thanks. Because uh, it was uh, uh, Alice Inc, the Scandinavian dragon. She was the former capital city champion, but she hasn't defended it for a a certain amount of days. So now the title is up for grabs in a 10-man tournament. And I think it's going to be real cool. I don't know yet all the wrestlers that will be a part of the show, but going to have a one cool wrestler called Backbreaker from Finland. Yep. And uh, you about know him. about him. Yeah. So he's coming to our show. So I'm really, really looking forward to meeting him and seeing him perform. I chatted a little bit with him on, on Messenger and trying to get some background info, you know, since I'm the heel commentator, I have to Yeah, boost him up real good when he performs and shines in the ring, so it's going to be cool. That's another thing
0: I like, you know, if champion does not defend a certain amount of time, you have a tournament, yeah, like Roman Reigns in the WWE, he does defend for 106
1: days, and he like, It's okay, yeah, because he's the champ and he's going to be the record setting champ now. I don't know which record they're going for, but. Yeah, hopefully he will lose at Wrestlemania at the, the last uh, hopefully before, but it would be cool if he lost it at Wrestlemania and they were done with that story.
0: The NWA had a women's champion
1: Yeah, uh, um, for 800 she, days or something like that.
0: Days and She just lost the title.
1: Yeah. And
0: well, it's like, have,
1: have you watched the match?
0: I have not watched the match yet. I had some Me colleagues neither. That, and they said the match was really good.
1: I have to see it because I I have been uh, yearning to watch the NWA product because it feels like it's completely different. They said that that the audience is almost completely silent. It's like almost the Japanese crowds. uh, They are also very silent unless someone botches or doing a very well done move or something like that. They go, whoa, and then it's silent again. That's a special uh, environment there. But that was really I, cool. Her, her almost having nine hundred days as champion—that was really cool.
0: I just had one of the um, head officials on from NWA before the uh, event,
1: and I asked oh, really?
0: him. I said, like, how come you know Camille, eight hundred days champion, she's not getting the recognition that she's getting, like a Roman Reigns or a Gunther about to break the Intercontinental yeah. championship record? It's like yeah. it's very underground and quiet, and he yeah. thought that. Wrong, you know. It's like you know, you have a women wrestler eight hundred th- days.
1: That's unheard she, of.
0: She's not like she's defending the title every thirty days, and they're, she's facing like quality comp- opponents from all over the, all over the world. Yeah, and she, we thought it was wrong that she wasn't getting her flowers for that. And it was just.
1: But maybe I think I I think I read somewhere that her it seems like her contract is up, so maybe she's going somewhere bigger perhaps AEW or who knows, WWE, I don't know. They have the scouts on, on uh, what's his name? Gunner, what's his name in MWA? I lost his name. Uh, the one uh, married to Mickey James, I lost his name. Nick Hollis. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Nick Hollis. I mean, he, he has been scouted as well. I mean, he has been, didn't he perform in Impact? under the name gunner right he
0: he, he, um formed an impact now i'm hearing that he um is a producer with the wwe
1: all right okay so the his experience will come to use it would be cool to see him in the ring still but maybe i don't know maybe it's too old for them their product
0: i don't know how many producers the wwe have now they have a lot There's got to be a
1: shitload of producers i mean all the ex wrestlers seemed like they are producers, yeah. But still, Michael Hayes still always there has been clinging on for this, but it has been very very well produced matches, so I can't complain. Yeah, but
0: still, it's like you put too many hands in the cookie jar; the jar breaks.
1: Yeah, it has to be. I mean. But uh, one who has, has been a little bit surprised by was his uh, quality of the match was Jason Jordan. He has almost always been involved in really good matches. So maybe he was better, more, more suited for producing than wrestling. But I enjoyed him and Gable at Alpha Academy. I thought they were awesome. They were really good. So good to see Gable shine now by himself.
0: Alpha Academy, they wasted that talent.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That was a they team had...
1: that
0: years, and they would thrive. The ups and downs, but they would thrive. Yeah, and... it
1: was so good. And the matches with uh, with Gargano and Ciampa, the EIY, they were like uh, mo- one of the more best tag team matches I've ever seen. They, every time they put on the Classic, and against uh, FTR, I don't know what they were called in WWE, I don't remember. But they were so good there too. Those matches were awesome. Hard-hitting, stiff and very very well technically so good. Would be a dream to call a match like that, man. I think I would be sitting like this all the time because it was like one crazy move after the other.
0: Uh, They said that FTR had a classic with the Young Bucks at All In. I haven't seen the match yet, but...
1: Me neither. I have to watch it. I have to watch it with my missus. Uh, thankfully, she's really into wrestling as well. So, we're we, our Saturdays or Fridays, so we can uh, drink some wine or beer and, and check some wrestling. It's really cool to share the the, the interest.
0: My wife hates wrestling.
1: Oh, man. It, been has done that.
0: <laughs> I mean, she'll show, like, you know, let me watch it and be like, you know, let me do my own yeah. thing. But it's like her watching it, nope. And that was if it's a documentary, like Dark Side of the Ring,
1: she'll oh. watch Okay, so she likes the documentaries, but that's good because those are really well done. I really enjoy the Vice series here. I think every episode has been really good.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, sitting there. And I think she's just been wwe ties I call it. You know, he's okay. hard talking, a lot of the showmanship, but not the wrestling. Nah, I think if she sat down and watched a
1: complete wrestling show, yeah.
0: she'll just. Yeah, she just I mean, through.
1: it's like a rock concert, I mean, or like a movie. I mean, you can't just say, watch five minutes here and five minutes there and like, ah, it wasn't for me. As you said, you have to watch the whole show to get the complete experience. I mean, I it's uh, so much fun. I, I think I have to defend this still. I think I talked about it on our last session. Well, people who remember wrestling, who know anything about wrestling, they of course mention Hulk Hogan, and then they mention like, aren't they wrestling in their underwear and such? And they all, all, almost always remember the wrestling from the eighties, which was was a lot more cornier and goofier uh, talk about characters then. But it was like uh, almost a cartoon. It was more on the characters than on the wrestling. So. Nowadays, I mean, they are fantastic, act- I mean, athletes. I mean, I, I think they are amazing doing the things they do.
0: Yeah, you do. So, so is your wrestling in your musical, do you have like two separate accounts in social media, or is everything in one account, and where can we find them?
1: No, uh, f- for me, I have a, I have of course my Shiraz mobile. That's the personal account. But my character is, you know, the Armenian gold Shiraz. If talking about me, and I have also on Instagram and uh, on Facebook. I haven't gone on TikTok yet because I just hate that platform. I don't think I ever <laughs> will go on there because uh, I don't think it's for me. I'm too old.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I've tried. I've t- tried so many times. It's just can't
1: get into it now it's just these short clips or for teenagers like their attention span is like five seconds then they want to move on to next it's not for me so i am very very sparse doing my clips usually i do some clips promoting the coming shows or something like that and I stay in character of course i did a, like just a panorama uh soon we're gonna kick off the show here at Tragon look at the audience and just hype it up a little bit. And of course, share the matches when we publish them on Stockholm Wrestling's uh, Facebook page. So coming up this Friday is going to be uh, the heavyweight Swedish heavyweight championship match uh, on our Facebook page. So if you're not already liking Stockholm Wrestling, do it and you will have to, uh, can enjoy the match. And of course, hear me on commentary.
0: Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on again.
1: Thank you for letting me come yet again. Hope to see you again soon, Vic.
0: Definitely. And thank you for everyone who listened. Thank you for watching. This is Killing the Business Worldwide. And we are all out.